Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is indeed Visa's primetime action on a Tuesday night for the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, glad you could join us tonight for a whole bunch of baseball and meaningful pennant stretch baseball. We will watch all that with you, maybe make some in game bets. We'll talk to Drew Dinsick on the NFL tonight from the NBC Sports Bet Bet the Edge podcast. Also, uh, Paul Spore from Fangraphs on Major League Baseball. And, of course, a smattering of all things football. But first, those early baseball starts, Matt. Yeah, about six games starting this hour. Orioles and Phillies, a 7.05 Eastern. Phillies, minus 220 favorites, plus 180. If you want the Orioles as underdogs, Rangers and Yankees. Yankees, big minus 290 favorites there. Rangers, plus 230 as underdogs to Jordan Montgomery and the Yankees. 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific, Blue Jays and Rays. This is a coin flip. Manoa versus Rasmussen. This is 110 on both sides everywhere across the board. 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific, Mets and Red Sox. Stroman versus Rodriguez. Rodriguez, a minus 140 favorite, plus 120 on Stroman and the Mets as underdogs. 740 Eastern, 440 Pacific, the Twins and the Cubs. Griffin Jacks. For the Twins, Alec Mills for the Cubs, minus 125. Favorite are the Cubs and Mills, plus 105 on Jacks and the Twins as underdogs. 740 Eastern, 440 Pacific, the Cardinals and the Brewers. Jake Woodford for the Cardinals. Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers, hmm. minus 210 on the Brewers, plus 175 on the Cardinals as underdogs. 840 Eastern, 540 Pacific, the Dodgers and the Rockies. Dodgers in Denver are minus 220 favorites. 
That is Urias versus Cinzatella, plus 180 on the Rockies as underdogs at home there. We do have four late pitches coming in the 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock hour. And headed into tonight, any uh, anywhere between 11 to 13 baseball games left for every one of these teams in Major League Baseball. But the Red Sox come in as the number one wild card team in the American League, a one-and-a-half game lead over the Blue Jays, who are currently in the number two position. But on the outside looking in, uh, outside looking in, a half game behind the Blue Jays are the New York Yankees. One game back in the loss column, but a half game back of the Jays. That is where the intrigue is tonight. Oakland Athletics certainly not out of it either. They are two games out of the number two wild card position. The Mariners three game backs, uh, three game back rather on the outside, on the extreme outside looking at at this point of the season. And in the National League, uh, so many things happening. The Phillies, three games behind the Braves in the NL East. But as far as the wild card is concerned, really the Cardinals with some cushion now. Three-game lead over the Reds and even a bigger lead over the Padres. Four-game lead over the Padres, four and a half over the Phillies. So the Phillies have a bigger or a better path to the NL East title. They do have three games remaining against the Braves as well. And then, of course, the only other thing, and both teams are in action tonight, the Giants and the Dodgers. 13, I will call it 12 games, pardon me, 12 games left for both teams with the Giants headed into tonight with a one-game lead over the Dodgers. Uh, Both have to play, uh, both get to play, I should say, three games each against the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. The Giants have six more against the Padres, whereas the Dodgers have three against the Padres and three against the Brewers. So it should be fun, and then all the individual stuff is fun coming down the stretch with Guerrero Jr. and Salvador Perez tied at 46 homers for the Major League Baseball lead, and, of course, all the awards markets very much in play down the stretch in a, in a way that they kind of are more so than any other year, I think, with everything sort of being up for grabs, although I, I'm going to say my, Max Scherzer is probably your NL Cy Young award winner. I would think so for sure, but, I mean, again, it, it where these odds have moved just over the last two weeks, it wouldn't, you know, it is... Two weeks left in the, you know, it is still two weeks left in the season. You know, I mean, one maybe horrible start versus one really, really amazing start. Maybe that could flip it. Maybe that could change opinions. But it does seem like he has done what it takes to kind of, to, to kind of put that in on his uh, on his shelf there for sure. Thirty six and two third consecutive innings of of earned of uh, no earned runs for Max Scherzer. So yeah, if he can bring that home. It looks to be him in the driver's seat. But I, I think something you said there, and we'll get to some football news here momentarily, but something you said there I think is is important, which is we come from this world of betting, and so we tend to think, you know, and we are correct in terms of like an NFL week-to-week market, that that is the most efficient market there is, and it's super reflective of really what the truth ultimately um, more often than not will be in terms of betting sides, markets, uh, futures markets also are a great reflection of public sentiment uh, for longer-term things. But in terms of awards, these are human beings Mm -hmm. voting on things, and the betting markets don't necessarily reflect what will happen. We have no idea what is important to bettors in the MVP races. We have no idea, ultimately, what is important to them stats-wise in Cy Young, from voter to voter. So we think we know, but we don't know. I mean, so Corbin Burns, for example, who is second right now as far as odds-wise, he's sitting at plus 200, so 2-1. to one. He is behind Max Scherzer. 
since the beginning of August for him. He's made eight starts. He's gone 4-0. He has a 2.08 ERA. He's only given up two home runs. He's struck out 69 in 52 innings. So somewhere along, like we were saying, you know, if Scherzer were to go and just get, we don't expect this, but just absolutely blown up right. in his next start. That's right. And Burns goes and just does what he's done since the beginning of August, which is now coming on two months now. Maybe that's enough to sway someone and say, you know, oh, well, look at this. He didn't get blown up down the stretch. You know, I mean, like you said, it's still human. It's still human beings. I don't know how often these guys are drilling down into these stats like we do. It might just be more of a perception thing to a lot of these guys. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, Burns probably ain't going to win it, but he has been very, very, very good here over the last two months of the season. We'll take a look at National League MVP and uh, NFL Rookie of the Year odds coming up. I do want to uh, talk about some NFL news and notes today because every day there's something new. Jarvis Landry goes to the IR for the Cleveland Browns. He'll be out at least three games for Cleveland. Uh, Davis Mills, no surprise here, named starter Thursday night, 48 hours from now, for the Houston Texans in their home game against the Carolina Panthers. And Big Ben dealing with a left peck injury. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. And this is interesting because if you were we, – we talk about how it needs this – it needs this official thing before people react or something. So if you were watching the Texans game – you saw Tyra Taylor go down. I mean, you or even if you were just watching highlights later that night, like you saw, it was bad enough. It was a bad enough hamstring injury to where, as he, as you pointed out, he was running into the end zone and had to pull up. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, like wasn't he too thrilled. Couldn't even make it into the end zone and have a have a you know real celebration that he had just scored a touchdown. Comes out of the game, all reports were hamstring injury was bad, as bad, as bad, as bad. It took today. For it officially announced that Mills was going to start. Now the line moved eight and a half. Yeah. You know, like it was. It was one of those things where we were sitting here going, like, why is this line not moved? Like right. this is this is this is the Panthers. And who, we knew there would be no Deshaun Watson. Right? Involved. Yeah. They they one hundred percent said there was not going to be any Deshaun Watson. And it took the official official announcement that Davis Mills was going to start for the line to move a whole point. Now sitting at eight and a half at DraftKings, uh, and forty three and a half on the, on the total in that one again. Super glad we got in when we did. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, getting that Panthers, you know, seven and a half down to one and a half. I feel super, super confident in that. I actually did a little bit more digging into this Panthers team. Of course, we'll we'll preview the game in in earnest over the next couple of days. But the Panthers defense, not only has the offense been really efficient, and Darnold's been pretty good so far, and the play calling's been really good for what this team has as far as player personnel wise. But this defense has actually been pretty good as well so far. Very small sample size. Totally mm-hmm. understand that. But the defense has actually played pretty well. And even if this is a mirage, they're probably not going to uh, regress too badly against the Texans here with Davis Mills starting. So um, debating yeah, whether I want to use them as a survivor play. Getting them getting them down to a point and a half was, uh, I feel, really, really, really nice about yeah, that. That's when we're all in on it. Gil, I mean, I think that's, I, I mean, from an experienced survivor player like sure, myself, sure. I would think that's a sure. great survivor pick, right? Like, come it's on. it's a thought, and it, it's down to it's it's in the final two. I'm debating on them. Okay. The the other one in that injury report that we just flashed up was Derek Carr, who's still questionable uh, mm-hmm. for the Raiders. We could see conceivably a Jacoby Brissett Nathan Peterman game on Sunday. Well, I was doing that. I was running down the I was running down the the list of games here today, and. You know, even though we were expecting to see some of these quarterbacks later on down the line or something, where we could see 
Houston with Davis Mills. We could see the Bears with Josh Fields, uh, with uh, with Fields at quarterback. We yeah. could see the uh, we could see the the Raiders with Peterman. We could see the Colts with Easton. We could see the Steelers with Mason Rudolph all in week by week three. Like Ty, five. Ty, Taylor Heineke's the veteran. Yeah, Taylor yeah, Heineke's yeah. already in there. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, like proven vet. We yes. talk about how many different quarterbacks start over the course of over the course of a season. We're going to be in week three, and we're already going to be up to like already going to be up to like forty two quarterbacks that have that have started. Isn't it funny that once you say Josh Fields, you can't bring Justin out yes. of your brain? Yes. I, I'm right with you. I was like, wait, well, I saw Josh Fields? Jacobs on this yeah. thing up yes. here, and it was like once that happened, it was it was game over. Um, so all of that coming up and real quick here before the break, and we'll bleed this over into the next spot here, but I want to bring this up because there was a little bit of NBA news today. And by little bit, I'm going to say it's a little bit, but according to ESPN sources, a Woj bomb this morning, not really a bomb, but a grenade Sixers all-star Ben Simmons will not report for the opening of training camp next week with the Sixers. And it tends to never play another game for the franchise. He hasn't spoken to the team. Simmons hasn't since a late August meeting when he communicated that message to Sixers officials. What what do you make of that? Like, uh, I mean, I think that he, like many of us, think that if he's going to have any future in this league, it's not going to be with the Philadelphia 76ers. I, I mean, it's I, I just think it's it's about all he can do to try to force his way out of out of a situation that's very quickly turned on him. Are we getting to the point that anybody can make that? Like like Ben Simmons, what what have again? What have you done in this league that you're making this demand? Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I mean, I think he. He looks at this and he's not, but maybe he's getting told by his agent he is or whatever. But I mean, like, he's not, he's, he, he, he is not James Harden. No. He's not James Harden. <laughs> James Harden's it. like, I want out of here. And they're like, we got to get him out of here. Finish our thoughts on that matter after the break. And we will look at some NL MVP odds. It's VEASAN's primetime action. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VSIN's primetime action, where Juan Soto has been the MVP all year long. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Fidlin, both on both off air and, and on, on social media debates happening with NL MVP, which is why we should look at it right now. Uh, this is a market where Fernando Tatis Jr. has been dominating the market. All season long, Guerrero ground out, by the way. Um, he was, he's been minus 300. He's been locked into minus 300 for months until like a week or two ago. And then all of a sudden, they started to change the odds, that is. And now you have Bryce Harper at minus 120, Fernando Tatis Jr. at plus 105, Muncie, the short shot Dodger at 20 to 1 now, uh, down from plus 850 back on August 19th. Juan Soto of the Nationals at 30 to 1. Freddie Freeman, who snuck in and got the MVP last year at 30 to 1. And then Trey Turner, the last one noted here at 35 to 1. DraftKings. If you were making a wager right now, Mateo, what would you do? I mean, I think Harper's going to win it. So I guess I would just bet on him. But I mean, I don't think there's a, dis- a huge a huge gap between him and really any of these other guys. Muncie's the guy that never gets talked about in any of this stuff. And he's probably, he's just been kind of like that steady Eddie guy the whole year. Like he didn't come on late or start out with a, in a ball of fire. Like he basically has just kind of been producing all year long, but hasn't done anything super exceptionally well. But I mean, if you look, look, the case for Bryce is, is pretty compelling. I mean, since the beginning of August and again, there is recency bias that goes on in, in stuff like this. I mean, there people people do look and see the guys come on at the end of the year, and it certainly sways what they sways their opinion. I mean, since the beginning of August, so we're coming on you know a couple of months now. Essentially, Bryce Harper has hit 340 with a 460 OBP. He's hit 17 home runs and 42 RBI over that course of over the course of 46 games. And so, I mean, that is really, really, really high production out of him over the last, you know, again, month and 20 days. So I, I can understand why the odds have shifted. Um, he has been spectacular. Is it that much better than any of these other guys? Probably not, but you know, they're going to look at what's happened. What have you done for me lately? Well, if they're looking at what have you done for me lately, the interesting thing is it appears that now Philly still have something to say about this because they have a three, they're three games behind the Braves, as we mentioned in the NL East. But right now, if we're to do this, Harper, Tatis Jr., Soto, none of them make the playoffs. Muncie ends up in a team with so many superstars, Muncie and Turner both, that you wonder if they just cancel each other out on the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman is an interesting case for a back-to-back. Because of all these teams, with the exception of the Dodgers, they're probably going to the playoffs too. And so I wonder if voters are thinking about Freddie Freeman again. 
Now, you just brought up recency, recency. If we want to do recency, recency, you want to do the last seven days? It's this, this is Juan Soto's slash line the last seven days. 476, 585, 810, seven walks, zero strikeouts. So that's pretty good. That's, it's Bonzian is what that is. So, and again, by the way, he gets to go play at Coors and at the Great American Ballpark here down the stretch as well. So that could get even more cartoonish. So again, it comes down to what do voters, that's the thing, we're, we're handicapping the voters. Yep. And I don't know what they will think, right? Like, I don't know if they still are so in love with Fernando Tassi's Jr., who hasn't really done much the back half of the year. And that's being kind. Harper's been awesome, and he's the bigger brand name. But the Phillies, if the Phillies aren't going to the playoffs, what does that mean? What, why does that? Why would that put him ahead of Soto, who again buys way for a last place? Team. I mean, he's, he's he's at twice as many home runs as Soto has over that over over this over that stretch, and they, so it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to separate the deal, they've hit so over since since the beginning since the beginning of August, right? So they're basically hitting the same. Soto's at 348, Harper's at 340, but uh, Soto's only hit eight home runs, Harper's at 17. So there's probably a lot that goes into that whenever I, people are kind of making their decisions. I think it's going to be an unbelievably close vote. And I think, I couldn't tell you who's winning. I could not, in, in the actual vote, I could not tell you. And if I, if I take that stance, I know you think Harper's going to win. But if I take the stance that I couldn't tell you who's winning, I would either go Freeman or Soto with a bet right at this moment. Both at 30 to 1, just from a number standpoint. Because I do think those two guys win it way more than one in 30 votes. Way more. Whereas I don't know about that with the other guys. By the way, for anybody wondering, you know, this one's going to be greater than 71 next year. Too. Means when we discussed this on August 19th, you, I had everything down to 71 written down, and he wasn't even written, he, right. he wasn't on there uh, be, or, uh, before that. So he, he is... At least 71, 70 to 1 or longer when we yeah. talked about it on August 19th. Full disclosure, I have a 100 to 1 ticket on Juan Soto. But, you know, and so I'm, I'm in that Juan Soto social media chain where we go nuts every night. It, it is tough. It's tough with almost any awards you bet on, though. Because this one's you, impossible. You almost need to take the mindset, like, for the entire year when you make the bet and even to when it gets announced. Like you're saying that, yeah. like, okay, I think I'm in a good spot with this, but nothing's home until it's no, home but these with awards, awards. Dude, this award here right now, like last year I had Corey Seager. Corey Seager to me was the was by far the best. Dodge. He ended up finishing ninth. Like he wasn't even close to the top. So whatever we think could be wildly skewed. And I'm not talking about just me. I'm talking about all of us. Whatever we think is the clear winner. We might be very surprised in this. Yeah, I, had, I mean, that was, I just remember last year, like during football season, I had a Stefanski ticket at like 15 to 1. And like, whenever that cashed, I remember hearing about it like a day later, like we were on vacation or something. I'm like, wait, what? He actually won? Like, I didn't think he would, like, there was a few guys in the mix there at the end. It was yeah. like, so all those, I'm like, I think you just always have to approach it with the mindset of like, this is a bet that's never locked in. Nobody's Here, ever locked here's in. Here's also the knock on Tatis Jr. I don't know if you've seen these reports lately with Tatis Jr. But he is causing many a clubhouse rift now in San Diego. I didn't Machado have to grab Machado him? Machado yeah. grabbed him. Uh, every night it's pouty, they say. Some of these reports about Tatis Jr. It's been bubbling up. It's been boiling over with his teammates. So writers hear about stuff like that, too. He He's by far last place as far as kind of the what have you done for me lately thing. Like, he's... 
he's way, way far behind the Freeman, Soto, Harper kind of deal. I mean, he's hitting 265 over the last over since August 1st, you know, like he, he's hitting 265, hasn't had seven homer, like not, not a ton of power, any of that stuff. If you look at Freeman since the beginning of August, Freeman's hitting 324 with a 382 OBP, seven homers, 21 RBI. Freeman's been awesome. Uh, you gave it to Freeman. I would not, I would not mind that at all. Soto 348 with a 533 OBP, um, only eight homers, uh, 28 RBI. Because they don't pitch to him, Matt. And <laughs> I think game, they gave walk him. That's why he has a 533 OBP. He's bonds light. And this is, uh, well, I mean, it, Harper has a 460 OBP with 17 homers, 42 RBI over the same over the same span. He's got so, teammates. Juan Soto has nobody. That's so, the other thing about Shohei, right? They have no teammates, and they do what they do. And, and, anyway, my, my point being, I have no idea who's going to win this. No clue whatsoever. Like, I, I have no, I have, while I have a ticket... And I might think that my guy is the best player. If you're asking me who I think is going to win it, I have no clue whatsoever. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just going with overall counting stats and then over overall counting stats just for the last stretch of the season, all favor Harper, which is why I think where the odds are sitting right now, which is probably which the direction that the that the voters are going to go. He has more home runs. He has more RBI. He's got a higher he's got a higher batting average, like all the different stuff like that. What if they What if they go to Yeah, but none of these guys made the playoffs except for. Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers, you know, I mean, that would some some voters are going to vote just on that alone, and that would x out everybody who didn't make the playoffs. It's, it's going to be fascinating. You know, I think of all the categories, this is the most up for grabs one because I think Scherzer's definitely the uh, the justified favorite for NL Cy Young, Shohei for AL MVP, and AL Cy Young. I mean, that is kind of a two man race still. Robbie Ray versus Garrett Cole. That one's more of a mono a mono. But this one, if you told me Harper won, if you told me Freeman won, if you told me Soto won, I wouldn't be surprised at any three, any one of those three. But I don't think any of the Dodgers get home. It's a fascinating market that you can still get you can still get Freeman and Soto both at thirty to one. The the Muncie odds being even at twenty to one, you know, I mean, he is by far as far as like counting stats and stuff like that for for these guys as well. Like, you know. He is he's he's hitting two fifty two on the season. He's got fewer home runs than Harper does. He's hit since August first. He's hit one ninety nine. You know he's under hit under two hundred. The most incredible thing about this market: not a giant in sight. The best team in baseball all year long. Brandon Crawford at a hundred to one is your shortest shot. So again, that that's the thing: the fact that Brandon Crawford's one hundred to one and Tatis Junior was minus three hundred for months when he wasn't playing good baseball shows you how, how all of this, or at least 80% of this is just a narrative, right? Like uh, you really wonder the betting market, what, what makes it go sometimes because in no world should one of those guys be a hundred to one and the other one have been minus 300. Not saying Brandon Crawford should win the award, but I'm just saying that disparity makes this kind of ridiculous. Should be fascinating. A regular season award. And as you said, Matt, at the very beginning, from here on out to the end of the season, might actually determine it. It could be. Could be. We'll come back. We'll do Offensive Rookie of the Year in football. We'll talk to Paul Spore from Fangraphs right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Once again, of course, brought to you by all of us here at VEASAN. 
with our free trial to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to Visa.com data and analysis. You get everything Visa has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're watching this uh, Blue Jays Rays game. Did you all see what happened with Kevin Kiermaier yesterday? Oh, yeah. Was that yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Where he slides into first base and the uh, a card comes out on the collision. Um, forgive me right now for, for not knowing who's, whose card it was. But Kiermaier, as he's sitting there at home plate after after the slide picks up the card, and it's the Blue Jays' intel on every single Rays hitter. And so the Rays are highly upset about this. Alejandro Kirk. Thank you. Didn't know it was Gadget that day. But here's the thing. Where, which side do you stand on here? Do you think that that is prized intel or that, oh, well, it fell out of your pocket too bad? Yeah, I mean... I always side on the, I don't care about all these stupid tradition things in baseball. <laughs> Whatever. If you're going to come out there with a card and you lose it, yeah. that's on you. I, I kind of agree. I mean, that's yeah. on you. Let's find out what Paul Spore has to say about this. Paul Spore from Fangraphs. And, of course, twitch.tv slash Spore. We can watch and play video games into the night. MLB The Show. How you doing, Paulie? I'm doing well. How's it going, guys? Where do you stand on Kiermaier Gate? Uh, exactly with Matt. I mean... He might have thought it was his own card. Outfielders have cards. I'm being serious. Like I'm not trying to take up for him. Even if he knew it was the Jays card, I don't care. By the way, you said the Rays were incensed. I know it's Jays Rays, so it might be confusing. You mean the Jays were angry, right? The Jays were angry, correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and, which I get because their scouting reports got out, and I'm sure Kirk feels bad. Absolutely no universe where I don't pick up that card, and many, 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 many players would. There's such a small percentage of players that wouldn't pick up that card. I'm sorry. I don't think it's immoral. I don't think it's bad in any way, shape, or form. And anybody who wants to take a moral stand against it, I'm going to say that they're full of crap because yeah. they are. They're I'm completely you. full of crap. I'm with you. I got no problem with it. Falls out. It's fair yeah. game. Um, it's not breaking into the system right, the, way, right, uh, right. the way they did with the with the Chris Correa thing. That's totally different. This is something that's out there on the field. You pick it up. You pick it up every time. And again, he could have thought it was his own defensive card, in which case yeah. that's even more justified to pick it up. Now, if they had anyway, ba- if they had banged on a trash can, which was their signal for a card fell out of a catcher's hand, that would be a different story. That's different. That's different. Again, <laughs> that's right. you know, we, we are yeah. we are drawing lines here, but I do think there are lines to be drawn, and I have no problem picking that up. I do it every time. So many rules. All right, uh, Paul, uh, we just had a uh, discussion about NL MVP. Who do you mm-hmm. think will get awarded the MVP? Who do you think should get awarded the MVP? You know, I'm really torn between Harper and Tatis. So I I will make a pick here. I won't fence it. I'm going to say Harper because I think that that he has had the better second half story and we are just prisoners of the moment. You hear that phrase. It's a cliche for a reason. Cliches are are born of truth and that's just how it is. And he's had uh, the more recent moments. They're closer to the playoffs. They're not in it. And I don't know that they're going to make it. I guess if San Diego rallies and makes it, but aren't they pretty close to eliminated at this point? Um, it's coming down to one of those things where I think uh, I, th- I think Harper can do it on the power of his war and the fact that uh, that he had a better second half. Or I think a Dodger might take it if if there's too many of the got to make the playoffs crew voting. Which, yeah. by the way, you never know what the voter you never uh, know votering party is going to be yep. for a particular award because it changes. So you don't know. You might get 24 folks who love 
uh, someone who makes the playoffs and then Trey Turner and Max Muncy start looking really good. Or you get somebody who goes just off war and then that leans back to Harper. So if I got to pick, I'm going to pick Harper, but Harper and Tatis are my one, two right now, even though neither are uh, particularly in the playoffs. Paul, on the American League side of things, um, we were bringing this up at the end of last week, and it it really is true. We've talked a ton about the Yankees. We've talked a ton about the Blue Jays. We're we're even talking about the Mariners, how they've hung around all season long. There's all these stories. The team we never talk about is the, is the Red Sox. And then here yep. we go. We look at the standings, and so here the Red true. Sox are still here. Like they're they're still here for whatever reason. I do not bring them up ever. It's a, I, I'm a, I'm Same. at fault to this. Like, is it because we subconsciously don't believe in this team? Is it because what is what's going on here? Because you don't you never hear anything about the Red Sox. I think that's what it was for me. And like I said, I had a call on on definitely uh, beating the you know the morning show. Or maybe this one as well, where I said they wouldn't make the playoffs. And I'm going to be wrong on that one, uh, but I really didn't like what they did. I think part of it is that there was a lack of belief in this team, because let's be honest, there's no shortage of coverage on the Red Sox. I think it's a little bit of a dismissal on the part of a lot of us not really buying their pitching. I stand by that. I still don't buy it. They might make the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens once you get into the tournament. Their offense is great, though, and they do get overlooked. And I think even if you want to have problems with their pitching, their offense is not getting enough love because top to bottom, it's still really good. And then the core of it is is where it really thrives with Bogarts, Devers, Martinez, uh, Verdugo, Renfro's quietly been good. Bobby Dahlbeck's had his moments as a rookie. Christian Vasquez, a good catcher. Enrique Hernandez, the Schwarber pickup was pretty nice too. Of course, that was a for the future because he wasn't healthy when they picked him up. So, you know, they have some pitching. Eovaldi Sale is a good one-two punch, but is it enough? I still lean no, but yeah, they are being undercovered, which is weird to say about a Boston team. Same question for the Atlanta Braves. Although, mm-hmm. of all the teams that will supposedly, and obviously they're in position right now to make the postseason, but they do have three games left against the Phillies, so we'll see. But right now, if the playoffs were to start, they would be the team with the worst record, wild card or division winner, to make the postseason. Uh, is that why we don't ever talk about the Braves? It might be. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily fair, though, because I don't think that's uh, because they're a bad team. I think it's that division is remarkably difficult. Although then you could say the same thing. Well, why, why don't the AL East, why aren't those teams uh, having lower records yeah. from beating up on each other? And they've got 93, 86 and 84, 84 wins over there. Whereas 78 is the max in the NL and the NL East. So maybe that doesn't check out, but I think, I feel like we're always focusing on the team that's giving away that division. So when the Braves seed it to the Mets for a couple of weeks, we're talking about them falling. So we're always talking about the team that's falling. They've been at the top now for a while. Uh, so we've been talking about the Phillies and the Braves or, Phillies and the Mets in that division. So I think it's a little bit of of just being overlooked there as whoever's in position, they're fine, but let's talk about the team that's blowing it in the NL East. Paul, are we are we going to look up here in, in a couple of weeks and the Mariners are going to be in the playoffs? I mean, they still have six games against the uh, – seven games against the A's and, and then they play the other six against the, against the Angels who are certainly not world beaters here. I mean, there is a – there's a non-zero chance that they could win the the bulk of these games and and find themselves in a really good spot at the playoffs. Yeah, they've got a great shot still. I mean, they have a shot, a a strong enough shot at this point of the year that you have to be happy with your lot in life if you're a Seattle fan, especially with everything that went down at the deadline with the Kendall Graveman thing. And I get the optics, but I liked the deal itself. Um, I don't think they're going to make it, but 
that's just, you know, the odds of, of them making it. I'm, I'm going against those odds. But their chance is real. It is a real chance if they go really strong against these A's who've been playing terribly lately. Do not, can't give up anything on the on the Angels. Not saying you have to sweep them and win every game, but they have to win those series against them. Uh, that goes without saying, of course. I like a lot of what they're doing, but Logan Gilbert has hit the rookie wall. The rest of their pitching's been a little bit middling. They need a Marco Gonzalez, Tyler Anderson, guys like that to really be their strongest selves right now. Seven, six strong innings at a time because I think there's so little wiggle room for them that any little slip up when they're expected to win a game is really going to hurt them. So like a late inning comeback or dropping one to the Angels or dropping a series to the Angels, I think that's what will be their their death now if they don't make it. All right, 30 to 45 five seconds here, Paul. Okay. Uh, the Yankees are a half game out right now as we head into tonight. Yankees do have a one to nothing lead over the Texas Rangers in the top of the second. Half game behind the Blue Jays. Their yes to make the playoffs is plus 110, the Yankees. Their no is minus 135. Do you bite on the yes at plus 110? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fine. I think you can get on that. I, I'm not a huge fan of them, but yeah, at that price, I think it's pretty good because they've got such a good shot at a half game. They're basically in. You look at the, the Jays at minus 170, the disparate uh, the the difference between that number is just too disparate to not take that Yankees bet there. Yeah, I would agree with that. We'll see if it happens. Yankees fans, uh, it's going to be tight all the way down to the end of the year. Paul Spore from Fangraphs and, of course, twitch.tv slash Spore. Are you on tonight? I will be on tonight, yes. Okay. Comes through. Paul Spore, everybody. Sleeper in the bus podcast. Thank you, Paulie, as always. The great Paul Spore, everybody. That man loves baseball more than you love your cat. Not more than you love your dog but more than you love your cat. <laughs> that used to be his uh, Twitter uh, handle. When you get to dogs, let's not get crazy. All that, all that means if I get distracted later, it means because I'm blown away by how many, how <laughs> many, how that I'm watching his Twitch stream and how many other people are watching it as well. He does. He's very popular with the, uh, really popular. Yeah. Good for him. Outstanding. All right. Um, we will, uh, we'll segue into offensive rookie of the year uh, in the national football league after the break. Uh, where Mac Jones is the short shot, but others are just behind him. We'll look at that coming up. We'll update all the baseball scores as well. Right now, Tampa Bay and Boston, uh, excuse me, Tampa Bay and Toronto scoreless in the uh, early stages of that one. Phillies and Orioles scoreless in the top of the second. As I mentioned, the Yankees up on Texas 1-0. The Reds also with a 1-0 lead over the Pirates early on for teams that are in play for a postseason berth. We'll come back, do all that football stuff on Visa's primetime action. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prior to making your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. The new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. That sound you heard in the background of plastic hitting the floor is Kelly Booting yet another throw. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. I e, was not paying attention E3. at all. E3. Okay? Hey, it, you got to run the route, and you, you got to pay attention. <laughs> like, you got to assume the ball's always coming your way. Right, yeah. I, I didn't have my head turned around quick enough, apparently. Boston Red Sox in the City Connect uniforms again Looking tonight. Good. Looking, Looking good. good. Looking good. Looking uh, good. Speaking of uh, a team that we never talk about, let's talk about Boston. They're tied with the Mets. Scoreless. Uh, early in that one as well. Not a whole bunch of... Uh, Plated runs. Tampa Bay did take a one to nothing lead over the Blue Jays, which is big news for the Yankees, who have a one to nothing lead over Texas. That's in the bottom of the second. Uh, G-Man Choi up with runners at first and second, trying to add on to that lead. So solo shot by the Pirates as well to tie that up with the Reds. About sixteen teams have deterred their season win totals pr- uh, prior to the season starting have already been determined. Uh, Fourteen still in the balance. Yankees, Rangers, and Angels can all be decided tonight as well. But the uh, the Pirates, for instance, that one might come down to the last series of the season among some other teams. That's always a fun sweat. Wow, what a what a terrible sweat that team. The fifty eight and a half. Like you're the only guy like rooting <laughs> for the Pirates. Like, come on, let's go. They're at fifty six. <laughs> you know, you need three more ri- wins down the stretch of this season. The last couple of weeks, that'll be fun for folks. All right, let's talk some NFL Rookie of the Year. Never too early to talk about an NFL award since we talked about so many baseball awards coming down to the wire. Offensive Rookie of the Year specifically, this is available at DraftKings. I mentioned before the break, no surprise, Mac Jones, the short shot. That flipped, remember, when Cam Newton was cut by the New England Patriots. Immediately, Mac Jones became the guy. Though Trevor Lawrence was right there, right? It was neck and neck. Did he necessarily yeah, they, go into first they place? Were, they were about even, about I want to say. Like, there might have been some books yeah. that still had Lawrence as the favorite. I think you're right. 
But right now it's Jones at plus 350 at DraftKings. Trevor Lawrence is plus 550. By the way, I heard a stat today from Sam Monson on Twitter, a red one that was sent to me. 36% of Trevor Lawrence's pass through two weeks, uncatchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Fields, 6-1. to one. Najee, your guy, Kelly, 8-1. to one. And then Trey Lance, Jamar Chase, 10-1. to one. Everybody else beyond that. If you're making I a mean, bet. The best part of this, real quick, is just, ju- ju- I mean, Justin Fields, he has, he, he's, uh, he's played, what, a few snaps? Hasn't started a game. His odds keep getting shorter. What do you like, Matt? I mean, I've, you and I both have a Mac Jones ticket. Mm-hmm. I still feel best with the Mac Jones ticket. The only thing I do, I'm a little hesitant about is his counting stats are probably not going to be eye popping because that team's. I mean, look, they're favored again this week, right? I mean, they're favored yeah. live. They're favored again this week. They're probably not going to be in this mode where he's going to put up just eye-popping numbers all the time, right? And so there is at least that that we might be battling against whenever this comes down to it at the end of the season. Um, but, I mean, at, at this point, I just don't see anybody else. I mean, listen, Trey Lance, I think at this point, we've kind of seen with the way that the 49ers are going to go. Like, he's they're going to ride out Jimmy Garoppolo until they just – don't have to anymore. You think there's any regret in San Francisco? I mean, there's got to be a tiny bit, even anyway. though they won't admit it. Yeah, got to be a tiny because he. Ooh. I mean, they kind. I mean, they kind of admitted it right when they were. I mean, they admitted that they traded up with on some shaky information at least. That like they they were very concerned about New England trading up into that three spot and felt like they absolutely had to to get Trey Lance. So I, I like I don't I don't. I think that I think the match right though. I think that they're going to ride. I mean, I think it's Jimmy G, and they're fine letting Trey Lance sit the whole year. At this point. There is no quarterback in the NFL that on back-to-back plays can look like he is a top-five quarterback and then look like a bottom-five quarterback. Then Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like, like he like will make a perfect throw, like perfect read, perfect throw, and you're like, oh, okay, all right. So now I get it. And then the very next play look like a guy that's never played the position. But I, I've never seen anything like that. And I think this decision, like this decision, I guess, becomes tougher for them than it should be, I would think, Gil, because of the division there. Right where it's gonna be, it's such a competitive division that do you get a point where you might be a game off of five hundred, but you feel like you're losing ground, and then you need to make a move that you know otherwise wouldn't mm-hmm. normally make. Like I don't, maybe that's what it comes down well, to. Well, remember we were saying before the season. Remember when we were like, oh, is Trey Lance gonna get the first snap of the season, or is it gonna be Jimmy G? And we were like, well, no, they have two games that on paper seemed easy. If they're trying to win a Super Bowl, which is unlike with the exception of New England, unlike the other teams with rookie mm-hmm. quarterbacks, they have to go Jimmy G yeah. because they, they don't have that. You're trying to win a title. So, you know, Trey Lance going to have to be on the back burner for a while. It's like you look at the 10 to 1, and if you could see the future and know that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to pull a hamstring or something next week, or like it would be the bargain, <laughs> yeah. you know, it would be like the bargain of the year, right? Because the way he's stepping in down, and, he's, yeah. and he's stepping into – even probably uh, you know an even better position than Mac Jones. Like we, the reason we loved Mac Jones of the guys that we knew that were going to be starting and going to be starting early on, he was by far in the best situation. Well, Trey Lance would be in an even better situation than Mac Jones because he actually has wide receiver weapons. Mac Jones is throwing to he's still throwing to rejects at wide receiver, yeah. right? He's got a, good, a couple of good tight ends, but he's still throwing to rejects at wide receiver. Trey Lance would be stepping into. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and, and oh. George Kittle. I mean, like, like, give me that, right? But it's just not knowing when he's going to start and if he's going to get uh, enough reps is the only thing. So, I mean, I think it is 
still Mac Jones for sure for me. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is just on here that short because right. of just I mean, we know the volume. Right, it's he's never going to get pulled, right? Yeah. But other than that, like I think those odds are just going to get longer and longer each week when we look at this. I, I don't. I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw a name at you guys, and, and Matt, I know you've talked this guy up, mm. Deami Brown. I'm no, sorry, what? but no, but I'm st- sticking with that position. That yeah. that position's only won this award mm-hmm. three times in the past 22 years. Rondale Moore at 25 to one. I was going to bring him up. Leads all rookies in receiving yards. He's got 30, a little bit, uh, a little less than 30 more than Jamar Chase. He's got 80, about 70 yards more than Jalen Waddle, 80 yards more than Kyle Pitts. Devontae Smith about 100 behind him. Rondale Moore do anything 40 on a high-powered offense. Before you answer that, let me just ask him that broader. Mm-hmm. Do any of the non-quarterbacks interest you? And if so, does Rondale Moore? They do sure? not. Yeah. None of I them. Thought. I mean, I think Pitts is going to, I mean, we even saw last week. I mean, like, so he got the got the 77 yards last week. Like, he is he is gonna slowly he's gonna slowly work in, himself into getting the double he, I mean, you know, eight to ten targets of the game, like Did every you see single that game. Slant pattern he ran where he caught the ball like a yard behind him and instantly turned up oh, field. Oh, the one where he caught it yeah, behind he had, him like, here. One hand catch behind him. It was unbelievable. Hold it in. Full stride. By the time he turned around, the whole defense like yeah. didn't even know what happened because he did it so quick and he gained like twenty more yards. Yeah. Really bad pass, really great catch and run. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like completely the defense didn't even know what to do. They were so surprised by it, it looked like. The the problem with Rondell Moore is he is basically just outperforming what you would get from what he's. I mean, he's only running a route on like thirty-five percent. Yeah, there's too many mouths to feed of, of dropbacks, right? Like yeah. so, while he when he's running a route, he's happened. I mean, he's he, he's getting looked at, and like that's obviously a good thing. But he's just not out on the field running routes enough. What about a preemptive Davis Mills bet, 35-1? What <laughs> <laughs> about that? Getting, oh. ahead, getting ahead of the torrent. I, I give a shout-out to Brian Rogers, though, our uh, yeah. VP of broadcasting or something like that. Here. He's got a 300-to-1 ticket on him. I'm like, well, on hey. Davis Mills? I'm like, hey, a 300-to-1 is hey. maybe worth a 35-to-1. Well, nothing now. wrong with that. I mean, we said he, I mean, he was going to play this year no yeah. matter what. They had to play him. If not, you literally just completely wasted a draft. You, you said it first. That yeah. was a great point, which is you have to play him at some point because you can't afford to go the season not knowing what you have because then you have to do it again next year. You spent year. your first draft pick you had on third, him. Third round yeah. pick. Yeah. Like, that was the first one they had. They didn't have a first or a second round pick. So it's like they had to see what they had in him at some point this year. So, I mean, yeah, that's not that's not bad to, to, to have that, I don't think. But, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, Rondell Moore has been fantastic. The problem is he just doesn't have – he just doesn't. He just doesn't run enough routes right now. Anyway, I mean, maybe he works himself into a much much bigger role. But Gil, as you mentioned, I mean, there's just so many weapons on that team and so many mouths to feed. So then, is there no bet currently? Like, if you didn't have a Mac Jones ticket, would I'd you probably, bet Mac Jones? I'd, I'd probably take it. Still, it's yeah. not that much worse than when I got it because no. I only got five to one. Right. That's right. Well, I guess, and my and my thought would be like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, the opposite. Mac Jones probably just going to keep getting a little bit shorter every week. Like I, I don't, you know, it's only if they're going to start racking up losses, right? Well, that's, my, that's what I was going to say. Because when we're talking about baseball, right, there's going to be a contingent that cares if you make the playoffs. There's going to be a contingent that that doesn't. But in this case, like if the Patriots get a wild card, isn't he a lock at that point? Yeah. If he plays all year, I regardless mean, of what his counting yeah. stats are. Yeah. I mean, again, he's like the only guy that's even. I mean, you know, he's. He, through through two games, small sample size, but and he's the he's a fifteenth graded passer in all the NFL according yeah. to Pro Football Focus. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, 
are last and second to last, <laughs> as you would as you would imagine. Ouch. All right, we'll come back. We'll update all the baseball scores tonight on a meaningful day across Major League Baseball. And how far will they go? Props, team by team, the National Football League. That's interesting. We'll do that next on Vsense Primetime Action. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.